I've had incredible my lives because I've had so many aspects of me. And yet today we've been friends so long for you to have seen some of those. Oh, you know, yeah. I've been the nightlife girl. I've been Liz the TV presenter. I've been Liz the work the Genevieve. I've been Liz the entrepreneur. I'm now Liz the mommy. I had the wife season and so on and so forth. And that doesn't mean that some things don't even coexist or intertwine, right. but some things dropped, right? I don't, right. I'm not interested in nightlife anymore. Right. I don't want to go out into the clubs. Do you understand what I mean? Maybe once in a while, but it's not doing me like before right. where like, oh God, I got, yeah, I yeah. Go out, yeah, have a drink or whatever it is, you know? I have different things that interest me now, you know? So it's about recognizing those. I'm moving with my seasons. Welcome to Radical Clarity with Yetende Shorters, where we discuss ideas, strategies, and concepts to support you in getting radically clear on your next level so that you can step up to the best versions of yourself for purpose, self-mastery, and living your best life now. I'm your host, Yetende Shorters, and I come to you with 20 years of experience as an international publicist, an NLP master certified coach for women entrepreneurs, a brain-centric instructional designer, a wife, a twin mom, and a bona fide foodie. I look forward to you getting radically clear on your purpose. Shall we begin? Did you know that 47% of Americans say dating is now harder than it was 10 years ago? This is according to a Pew Research Center um, a survey they did on single people across race, across culture in America. So today we're talking about love and travel. And I have my dear friend with me, Elizabeth. Um, and I wanted to bring this topic up because I feel like there's things that as entrepreneurs who have our first love, which is our business and then our relationship never explore. So I want to talk about the things we do to impress the ones we love, uh, to impress, um, how we feel about them and then to impress what we can do to love them more than we actually love our businesses, right? As entrepreneurs. So, um, I met Liz, I can't, you know, Liz, I can't remember years ago, uh, physically in London, um, and, and helped to plan her brand shoot and just kind of, we just hit it off and connected. And, and I think I talked about Genevieve magazine then, and then she decided mm -hmm. she wanted to move to Nigeria, kind of start a new life over there. Ends up, as this incredible executive um, helping incredible entrepreneurs and helping great content to kind of show up and position Genevieve and grow the platform. So to us talking today is because one, Liz is a new mom. Liz is a very incredible story journey of love of relationship and love of uh, business. And so I want to explore that conversation today. So Liz, I always feel like I can't do a good enough job introducing people because I think <laughs> only God and you know yourself better. So please introduce yourself to us. How do you help people and why do you do what you do? Oh my God, you are so awesome. You know that I stand you. I love you. You are amazing. You have helped me and you have inspired me over the years. I've known you what over a decade now. It's like like, I mean, like going on 15 years. Yeah. Something 15 like that. Years because it was way before I even moved to Nigeria and I moved to Nigeria this year makes 10 years. So yeah, I've known you so many years and, um, it's just been great to see your journey, your own journey in your business, your pivoting, um, you know, your journey as a mommy, having my nieces, you know, marrying and all of that. So, you know, kudos to you. I know it's not easy now that I've joined the bandwagon of mommy. <laughs> right, right. So what do I do? You know, my name is Liz Osho, as um, Yetunde said. 
Um, I'm a communication strategist. So what I do and I kind of fell into it is I connect people, you know, so I connect brands, I connect human beings, and I'm sort of a resource um, for many different um, organizations, depending on what it is that they do. But I think ultimately what I say is my USP is that I'm a connector. Um, I, I, I'm good at ideas. I'm an ideas person. I help to tell stories. I help to bring things to life. I'm good at, you know, okay, we really need to get this news out. How do we do it efficiently? How do we do it in a way that nobody else has done so that we really get the attention that we're looking for? And what partners can we bring on board? And, and that's what I do. I will connect all of that and make the job, you know, the dots. I will join all the dots. That's what I do. I'm a strategist. I love it. Well, by the way, Liz is the bigger deal that she's saying here. So please Google her so you know what I'm talking about. Cause she's working, she's out here working with big brands and big production houses. But you know, this is Liz for you, right? So Liz, let's just get into it. Cause I want to, I want to explore the topic of love and entrepreneurship and the things we do, not just to impress our mates, to just kind of find love in the middle of entrepreneurship. So when first did you fall in love with the idea of owning your own business? Okay. Um, so I, like you said, moved to Nigeria 10 years ago, 2012, actually, April. Yes, I remember the month. <laughs> I remember the day as well that I decided because I had tried to move to Nigeria and it didn't quite work for me. And prior to that, you know, I was working a nine to five. I had all these side gigs because, you know, I was interested in presenting. So I was presenting. I was interested in nightlife. So I was hosting clubs. But, you know, I wasn't fulfilled in England. And that's ultimately why I moved to Nigeria. Um, I got to Nigeria and worked with Betty Rabo and helped transform Genevieve. And I did that diligently for four years. So after four years, when I got married, my husband kind of planted the seed. You know, it's like a seed, isn't it, sometimes, you know? And you hear someone say something enough and you have enough people encouraging you. Because for me, I am a self-starter, but like the rest of the world, I like a little encouragement, a little nudge. You know, and my husband was like, so we finished the honeymoon. We went to Turks and Caicos, by the way, for our honeymoon. Beautiful. And he said in Turks and Caicos, so are you going back to Genevieve? You know, and I hadn't even thought uh, that there was any other option, you know? Right. And he was really good at this PR stuff. I guess it's PR, communications. You've been helping this person and you've been helping that person. And I was kind of doing it on the side at Genevieve, which, hap- which kind of happens for a lot of people as well. The journey to entrepreneurship, oftentimes you don't wake up and think, I want to be an entrepreneur. I've fallen in love with it. You kind of start and you kind of maybe are doing a side gig and then it kind of happens. So I fell into it, really. I was doing this whilst working at Genevieve. And then it kind of dawned on me that when I go back after the wedding, I don't have to go back to Genevieve. I can actually start my own thing, you know. And now I have the security of being in a partnership. Mm-hmm. Um, a partnership right. Marriage, right. Part, right. Right, right, right. That part. Right, right. Sometimes when you have like a dream, it's difficult to even think about how you're going to pay the bills and how you're going to do everything on your own. You know, life is hard. Life, I always say, is is a battle. In Yoruba, you know, I'm Yoruba, um, and we have this thing, we have this phrase, which basically means life is a battlefield. And it can be because sometimes you have everything coming at you. But for me, I was like, okay, my battle, I have a soldier beside me. You know, and he's even a bit more equipped than me because he's a man, you know, and when I say equipped, it doesn't mean that we aren't badasses as women, but you know, he can take a little bit more of what Nigeria has to, the that it does to womanhood. So I thought, okay, I'll go back. Somebody will pay my rent. <laughs> you know, somebody's going to help support me emotionally. 
physically, you know, mentally and spiritually. We'll pray about this together. And I, I got into entrepreneurship. So yeah, it was because I had support really. That's good. So, so tying that to, to now, so, so that love of entrepreneurship kind of happened is like a, you fell in love with it kind of happened. Mm -hmm. What was the experience of falling in love with your husband? Mm, that's interesting because you know someone hooked us up. Did I ever tell you the story? I don't think so. I'm with you. We've heard that so many times. You probably have, but please share the story. Okay. So very quickly, what it was, was I was hosting something for a friend of mine who had already gotten married. So she had married six years prior in America, in Texas. But in the Nigerian culture, if you go and elope, it's not counted. You have to, <laughs> you have which, to have a whole community. You have, the community has to be in her parents were like, kudos to you. You have two children, but you're not married in our eyes. You have to do it all over again. He has to like properly do a traditional marriage. Right, right. Get you, you know, he did that. And so she had a baby shower in the baby shower, which I hosted. There's a part in baby showers where you kind of ask the woman. So, you know, or you give her advice, you know, friends give her, but how are we advising a woman who has two children who dumped right, 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 right. She's already been there. She's done it. She's doing it. Right. I'm like, okay, let's give her advice. Let's, let's give her comments. So everybody starts going around and all her friends are seeing some wild stuff. Like someone's like, Oh, the hair you sell is too expensive. The blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Just wild things. I, you know, you don't take me to all your Owambe parties. Owambe parties for people who are not Nigerian are, uh, oh, like, uh, like, the, 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 the it party, the, where you want to be on the weekend. So, so I was like, well, if we're, everyone's complaining, let me complain as well. I'm like, I want to get married. I'm 30. I have, you need to introduce me to someone. I know that. Somebody introduced me to someone that lived in Dubai that day. And somebody introduced me to someone that was down the road in Lekki in Lagos. And then somebody introduced me to someone who was all the way in Maryland, um, Silver Spring. And that ended up being my husband. You know, so that left the party, I, he yeah. already WhatsApped me. Somebody already sent him my picture. And I went on dates with other people from that night, but I, but my husband, I met the week after the party because mm -hmm. he just happened to be coming to Nigeria yeah. um, for Christmas. And, you know, he proposed within three weeks. Wow. First of all. Later. <laughs> I, <laughs> seriously. Yeah. He that. proposed within three weeks of meeting me. Yeah. He's like, you're going to be the mother of my kids. I'm like, is this how they do in America? <laughs> you know, he's like, we going to get married. And I, I'm like, really? And he, he, he came, I mean, that was eight years ago in December, but seven years ago, we married. That's we were married by the next year. You know what I love about this story? Because I always, you know, whenever I share my story of, of how my husband and I met, I always share that one, as women, independent women, it's very important that when you are really ready for a relationship, let the women in your life know and let the older women know. I like let the, the older women in my life because they know some cute, good looking men that are like, they got their stuff together because they want you to be successful. Like, the, the idea of getting a mate is a serious thing. Don't wing it. Like, let people know, make it like, make it up, make us aware that I, you are looking for. I mates. agree. I, and I appreciate the universe for listening to what you put out and what you mean. And for me, apart from marriage, um, yesterday, I don't, I'm not like keep your things secret that, you know, there's bad eye. I also believe in saying out loud what you wish for yourself. Oh, right. oh I love it. This is what we're friends now, is it? So, <laughs> So the question I have for you is, let's switch to the husband's side. Mm. What is the most incredible thing that you've done to impress your husband? That you, 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 even you, you were like, I can't even believe I did this situation. The most incredible thing. I don't, I mean, this is a little bit sensitive, 
this is a little bit sensitive, but I know that when it came to our infertility journey, because obviously we had a long in, you know, journey trying to have a baby, I felt like I stood in the gap. I felt like that was one of the most incredible things because there were times where he really had given up. Um, last year we had two back to back failed cycles and the cycle that actually led to my son. And I'm sure he actually, he won't mind me saying this. He had paid for the first cycle and this thing is very, it's very costly, you know, it's expensive. So I think the most extravagant thing, and it obviously helped build our family was I said to him, look, I'm going to pay for this. I mean, this is thousands of dollars. I'm also going to pay for our hotel because we had gotten rid of our home in Nigeria. We needed to be in Nigeria for a number of weeks because it's a, you know, it takes time. You know, you just cover your transport, which is your flight down to Nigeria. And I got you. <laughs> So he like, okay, if you're going to put it that way, I'll come. And then we have... Because that's next level. See, that's couple type commitment that unless you're in it, it won't make sense. At all. At all. And 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 mind you, because we did this thing five times, he had paid for so many other girls, right? Girl, shout shout out to you, man, because that's that is impressive. Because here we are, my little nephew out here on our podcast with us. Yes, say hello, Elijah. Okay, so I want to know, how do you explore better versions of yourself um, with mummying and wifing? And here's what I mean. Um, Things my husband and I talked to before we were still dating was the idea of, you know how people always say in in a relationship, well, this is just who I am. Accept me as I am. And I remember my distinctly saying, we're not doing that. He's like, because I deserve a better version of you and you deserve a better version of me too. So we don't get to settle mm. or this is just who I am. And, and at that point, I was like, I don't want to grow. I don't feel like doing shit. Like, I, ain't trying to, I just want to be. Like, can I stop working to grow? Can I just have a moment? Like, but I got the point and it made sense that that's just helping our relationship be better. So my question is, how do you explore better versions of yourself now as a mom and as a wife holding that commitment to entrepreneurship okay well that's a very interesting question and i like that you also put entrepreneurship you see the thing is it's in Dave, um and and pardon me if i ramble i'm just trying to get my thoughts please, together. Ahead, i feel like you can have everything but not at the same time and that's i learned it. That's it. Yeah. right so i feel like in terms of exploring my better self it's also about prioritizing right and knowing that I'm not worried about the things that I have yet to accomplish because I know it's coming. I'm not worried about the fact that right now my business, I mean, on on paper, everybody's like, oh, you're still going, you're still going, but I'm not even going halfway near the speed I want to go. However, it's okay because it's mummy season right now. There you go. It's okay. I can't take all the jobs. It's okay. I'm going to have to prioritize my my life. I'll give you an example. Yesterday, my husband, for some reason, didn't have to go to work. He's at work now. And... um. I had all these plans. It was a Monday. Today's a Tuesday, you know, and because my husband didn't go to work, my whole day prioritized, meaning that I took the opportunity because we hardly get the opportunity to spend a day with him and said, everything else takes a back seat. Um, I'll just quickly show you if you can see these bins right there in the corner. I had work to do with those beans yesterday, but nothing happened with the bins because I prioritize that this is my, my, my opportunity to spend as a family with my little one and with my husband. And, you know, 
entrepreneurship still matters. I'm not losing myself, you know. However, I will have everything, but probably probably not all at the same time. Seven years meant that I spent seven years of not having the baby. I spent seven years grinding. In fact, I used my business as a um, side attraction, you know. So I focused, I focused on my business and I really built her up. So now for the next two years, I know that, you know, my baby is going to get to learn and eat and I'll give him all the love. That doesn't mean work doesn't, um, doesn't, doesn't happen, but it's not going to be functioning at the speed that it was before. And everybody's just going to have to understand because the next season, my son will go to school and then I'll have more time, you know, and so on and so forth. So yeah, it's just about knowing that you can have everything all, but not at the same time. I love, I love that you clarify that because there's this pressure on women, especially entrepreneurs to like, you know, do the thing, earn profits, attract clients, you know, keep your mates, mommy, be the best mom. Like, ma'am, like we have two hands and two feet. Like you can't do everything, mm-hmm. but you can do it in the time that it shows up. And then the question then becomes in being better versions of you, what does it look like living behind the, the part of you that you're used to? Right. Cause there's parts of you that you're used to that don't work anymore. How do you, how do you decide to, how do you release those and, and mm-hmm. have you had challenges, challenges releasing any of those? Okay. Well, not really because I mean, I'm edging closer to 40. I know in this day and age, 40 is not old. I'm still in Ayongi in, in, in Nigeria. We say Ayongi, which means Ayongi, which means like I'm still a, I'm still a spring chicken. Right. However, this is why if you're a younger person listening to this, I encourage you to explore all aspects of you so that you don't get to, you know, a certain age and feel like you didn't do any enough of anything. Right. For me, you know, even in life, I want to die empty here today. I want to have explored every single aspect of me. I want to be a TV presenter. I am still going back to this TV presenter. Amen. Amen. I want to, you know, be a mommy. I worked hard <laughs> to be a mommy because, you know, I did everything I could in my power. I want to get a, a house. I have a plan for us buying this huge, huge house that I want us to buy, you know, and so on and so forth. So, you know, I feel like I haven't lost anything because I really lived in each of my seasons. And I have really, I'm like a cat that has had, you know, is this nine lives? They say nine lives. There you go. Yeah. I've had even of nine lives because... I've had so many aspects of me and yet today we've been friends so long for you to have seen some of those, oh, you know, yeah. I've been the nightlife girl. I've been Liz, the TV presenter. Yeah. I've been Liz, the worked at Genevieve. I've been Liz, the entrepreneur. I'm now Liz, the mommy. I had the wife season and so yeah. on and so forth. And that doesn't mean that some things don't even coexist or intertwine, right. Right. but some things dropped, right? I don't, right. I'm not interested in nightlife anymore. Right. I don't want to go out into the clubs. Do you understand what I mean? Maybe once in a while, but it's not doing me like before. Where yeah, yeah, go out, yeah, I have a drink or whatever it is. You know, I have different things that interest me now. You know, so it's about recognizing those and moving with my seasons, and also knowing that when I was in a season, really living that season, so that it's not something that I'm yearning for when I've moved on. I'm having goosebumps right now because I feel like that is one of those things that um, a lot of new moms struggle with. Mm. Especially if you're not like prepared to be a mom. It's like, mm-hmm. did you live your full life at your best? Right. So when you say live in your seasons, like if you're in the season of, okay, you know, I, I, for me, I remember in, I think I had just, tw- when I started ICPR, I was 27. And when I went full time, I was 29. And I remember calling my mom 
and saying, I'm about to focus on my business. So please don't bother with me, bother me about marriage. Like I, I was like, I want to go in. And so I knew that was the thing. Like I told her, she was like, I even had dreams of me wearing a suit. It was a wedding gown or a suit, and I picked the suit. And my mom woke up the next morning. She's like, "Ah, no, I want, I want grandchildren. I want, I want wedding to gown. Choose the gown." Right in my dream. And so I, I get the idea of living in your season. So that's the advice. If you're listening to this, the idea is whatever season you're in, explore it fully, so that there is no reservation when you're in your next season. You know, and you're cutting yourself short because you're not living, you're not present for what's happening right now, right? You're missing out because you're caught up in a season that you can't even get back to if you wanted to. And even if you did, the music is different. You don't know what the hell is playing at the club. Each is different. Things have moved on. You're by 9.30. So that whole, that time you used to leave the house is when you're like, where's my pillow? Because I'm about to go to bed. Your knees don't even work. You can't even dance straight. (laughs) So... Um, as an entrepreneur, when did you decide that you were ready to commit to a marriage? Uh, that, a, that, a, a, a work now or a marriage, real marriage? Marriage, not your uh, entrepreneurship business. Mm-hmm. Like, when did you decide, like, I'm going to commit to this life of being a wife? Because I think there's a different level of commitment that comes from when you say yes, right? Because there's people that are in it that are like, they ain't com- they're not there yet, but they've committed, but they're not really... They, they, they said yes, but they didn't commit. So yeah. when did you decide that you were ready to commit to your marriage fully and whatever it comes with? Okay. I would say three years in, mm, you know, you I'll be honest. And I will say that, and my husband won't mind me saying this at all because it's the truth. For the first three years, I was a little bit confused. And I remember my mentor, shout out to Bola Balogun, was telling me that ah, when people get married or... They don't like go full throttle into business like this. They, you have to give time to the, to the, to the marriage. Like, you know, you guys are from two different worlds, getting to know each other. So you're, you're like flying up and down to South Africa. I had a client, South African tourism. How much time do you have for your marriage? And I was like, I bet go, ah, it's my season. You know, I got this job and everything. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I've been lucky enough. I'm getting paid in dollars. But what happened ultimately was that I neglected the marriage. You know, the first three years, I thought that, you know, my husband wasn't happy for me. I actually Mm -hmm. thought that. And I would say to people, he's not happy for me. He's a hater. You know, he's not happy for my success. But the truth was that he felt very neglected. On You weren't spending the time on. You were spending the time on. He wasn't happy with me or anything like that. But this was someone who also moved to Nigeria for the marriage. He was, you know, he's, he, he was born in, in America and he's an American in terms of even his upbringing. So Nigeria was very new to him. Right. And I kind of just threw him in the deep end, you know, and I'm just yeah. doing my own thing, you know, I'm <laughs> doing my own thing and expecting that he would just, you know, come on, keep up, keep up, right. you know, right. and um, I don't even think I communicated well enough, which was that, you know, I'm going to need your support and also, don't feel, you know, let me know. Shout out. And men are wired differently anyway. Like, shout outs to me if you need a, a lot of clarity on what is going on. But I was just like, you're not keeping up. You're not keeping up. You're not keeping up, which wasn't fair. So when, let me not, you know, kind of ramble, but the question was, when did I really, you know, get into my marriage? I would say it was three years in when I realized because <laughs> madness is doing the same thing over and over and expecting the same results. And I myself, something isn't clicking here. Something is wrong. In fact, my husband then said he's moving back. 
And he was going to leave Nigeria for me. <laughs> like if Nigeria is who you want to be married to, because I, you know, I really got into this Nigeria life. No one would even believe I relocated from London the way I embraced Niger, you know, but, um, he, 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 it took for me to realize, you know what, I'm going to have to kind of choose my marriage or my job. And guess what? I'm still working now, sis. And I am still working and go on. You still have the commitment. I still have the commitment, but what I didn't do at the beginning was I didn't listen to, especially, and, and shame on me because I actually had someone who was giving me proper, you know, advice. Shame on me to not recognize that guys, just like how I talked about having everything, but not all at the same time, even at my marriage, I could have my marriage and my work, but I didn't need to make my husband feel like my work mat mattered more than him at that time. You know, because this is the same man now prioritizing, giving me the money or the funds I need, being the one to tell everybody, this is what my, it's my biggest advocate. This is what my wife does, give her a job and, you know, give her all the clients, be her client, whatever it is, you know. So I think three years in, I wish it was sooner because I would have really avoided a lot of heartaches. So if you're watching or sorry, listening to this, you know, just kind of realize that, yes, people are not silly when they're giving you certain advice. They're not coming from a place of trying to, hold you down or like, you know, not make you flourish or whatever it is. It's good advice. You know, you can have everything and, um, not just in it, not just all at the same time. And yes, there is a time to just stay connected to one thing and make that a priority and, and let it grow. Water it because the grass is greener where you water it. That's it. Not the grass is greener on the other side, wherever you water, the grass is going to get green, right? There you go. There <laughs> right, you go. Right. Okay, so what surprised you about the way that you, the different ways that you've impressed your husband? The different ways I've impressed him? What, what, what has surprised you about the way that you, you, you've impressed your husband, even, you know, before marriage or post-marriage? Okay, well, one thing about not just my husband, I mean, definitely with my husband, but even life is that, you know, you kind of get back what you put out. <laughs> so what I realized was when I started doing, when I stopped doing the gragra, you say gragra in Europe, which means... Too much, doing the most, like doing the most no. without, when, without strategy. Right. When I just calmed down with him, he calmed down with me. When I didn't have a point to prove, he also didn't have a point to prove. And we weren't batting heads. You know, and I literally believe seven is such a perfect number for us, apart from this little joy that we got, this bundle of joy. We also have got grown immensely because we've been through a lot and we've grown immensely in our marriage. We hardly argue. I don't even remember the last time we had a proper, proper argument where right, right. understanding. We understand each other, you know? And um I think the question was, when was the last time my husband appreciated me? Was that what you were saying? I, I, I'm saying what what surprised you about the way that you have impressed the different ways that you all of a sudden are, are, are trying okay, to impress him. I impressed him with is actually coming here because I don't think ever in his life he thought I would move to Really? Yeah, I, I mean, I left my whole my business, yeah, yeah. my life. You know, I don't know anybody in America. I mean, you're in Miami, but you're far away from the state that I'm in. I don't have, I didn't have like a base. None of my family live here. I literally relocated, you know, to support his dreams. But guess what? When we first married, he moved to Nigeria. That's it, see? I think that it's, yeah. it's, 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 you know, it's give and take. It's tit for tat, and I believe that. There might be a time where I needed to go somewhere and he will follow me again, you know? So what surprised him about me was that I grew up. Uh, <laughs> I, grew up and I realized that, you know what, this season, even for me, it makes sense to be in America right now, you know, and that 
it will flip again. There will be a time where, okay, he's the one that's, you know, having to compromise. Um, and we, you know, we just take it in turns, compromising on building this beautiful family. Love it. Okay, I have my last question, then we'll do the spring jam. So last question is, what did you already know about love and marriage, but think about differently now? Okay. Um, that I think about, what did I know before? And then now it's kind of married. And now that you're in it, that you think about. I always thought like, that love was enough. See, it's in the, <laughs> you know, <laughs> love is not enough. Oh, it's not <laughs> on both sides, man. Shit. <laughs> Let me tell you the truth. Love is not enough. There's just so much that it's complicated. There's yeah. this, this thing of, you know, this love thing and this marriage thing and this union thing, there's so much more than love alone. Of course I love my husband and I, I believe that he loves me too. We wouldn't have been here and even gone through fertility challenges with all the things that we've gone through, but could love enough have kept us there? No. So what are the things that have kept us here? It's, you know, mutual understanding. It's um a vision because one of the things that, I know is very important in growing together is do we have the same vision and what is our vision for a family? And a lot of times people don't even realize when they get into unions that me and this person don't even hold the same vision. And when the Bible talks about being equally yoked, it is vision actually. I'm telling you like for real, right? For instance, if you know, we're saying we, we want to, where, where do we see ourselves? For instance, if we're not talking about it and having the same vision of, what we want for our family, then you're not equally yoked. Do you understand? You know, if we're both not kind of having the same direction and we're not talking about it, like I went to boarding school, my husband didn't. I've already started having that conversation way before our child is ready that, do you believe in boarding school? Do you get what I mean? You know, so what did I think about marriage before that? I thought that love was going to get us through everything, but actually it's a healthy dose of love, of course, but so much, so much more communication, you know, um, focus, um, you know, being aligned, you know, um, having a sense of direction of togetherness, yeah. you know, and so much more finances, you yeah. know, talking, talking and so many different things that, you know, you have to kind of have, um, maybe not all at the same time, your eggs in a row, but you need to be working towards it continuously. Right. You know, I love, I, I wrote down the things you said, and it, it's, it's interesting that those are also the things you need for your business. You need to love your business. You need to understand what the heck your vision is, uh, who you want to serve, how you want to serve them, why you want to serve them. You need to communicate effectively. You need to focus on what your superpower is and stay aligned to the thing that is your purpose in this thing, whatever it is your business is. Um, and get your money right. Like get your, the, the, the money is important. Get your money right. So. Mm. I love that. Well, you know what? I, I I would totally do a recap of this, but I think the one thing that stood out for me that I think our listeners can walk away with and I can walk away with remembering is it is so important to live in your season. Whatever it is that your season is, where you are in life. If you're in your 30-something and you're not married, what does that season look like for you now? Are you in it or are you busy ruminating on the past or, you know, thinking of the future in such a way that you're, you're not even present for the present? Right. So live in the season that you're in so that when you step into your next season, there are no regrets. Like, like you said, you're empty. Like you, you, you don't have anything you're wishing you want to go back to. So I love that list. Thank you so much. So I want to do a, a quick sprint jam. These are just quick questions. Uh, whatever thoughts come to your head, share with us. One, 
favorite childhood memory? My favorite childhood memory was when we went to visit my school with my dad for the first time. So it was winter. It was a bit cold. It was my first time being anywhere that cold. I had a winter jacket and me and my dad walked down like this huge, just think, you know, um, Bridgerton. Okay. <laughs> it was like a stately home. That was what my school was like. And imagine an eight-year-old walking on visiting day. I, I really like that memory. Oh, I love that. Okay. Favorite, favorite quote. Um, I have two. Can I cheat? Share both um, of them. If you don't, if you don't, um, if the, if the dream is big enough, the facts don't count. That's mm. what so, and then of course, if you don't plan, um, so if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. But that first one, definitely, if the dream is big enough, there's no, the facts don't count. You can actually bypass all the facts. You can actually, right. it's possible as nothing, right? Yeah. You know, you'll just, you'll, you'll win it and you'll, yeah. you'll be able to get through because the facts won't matter. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. I'm going to write that down. And number three, what does purpose mean to you? Okay. You know, for me, being purposeful, which I know you're the queen of purpose and living a purpose driven life is being in alignment with yourself. You know, it's being aligned and not having to compromise yourself because a lot of people can be making all the money in the world. A lot of people can be on paper yet and they looking like the stars of the show, whatever show it is that they feel like they're commanding. And I'm not even talking about star as in superstar. I'm talking about. Literally, they just feel like the it girl or the it guy or they're living the truth. But, you know, a lot of people are also crying at night. So for me, purpose is that I go to bed and I'm happy. As in, if I die today, I'm straight. And I hope I don't, but I'm good. Man, but you feel like I'm living a purposeful life. So a purposeful and purpose-filled life, which means that, you know, it's two ways. People feel, do you know how many lives I impact? That's purpose for me because the fact that I have my business means a lot of people are getting work, you know, and I'm not even talking about the people in my business that I work with, but the contractors, the photographers, when we have a premiere and the videographers and the event planner and so on and so forth that I recommend for work. And of course, somebody's doing the same for me and it's a cycle. And that gives me so much purpose to know that I wake up, I'm happy. I wake up, I'm also creating happiness for other people. I wake up and I'm like, I'm living a life of impact because the work that I do is so impactful. And it literally, I, it's something that I can see tangible. It's a tangible. I can see businesses growing. I can see, you know, the impact that I'm having. And, and for me, you know, it's everything. I love it. Oh my gosh. Okay. Last question. And then we'll close out. What are you currently doing for your own next level? Okay. Well, currently and watch out world is, uh, <laughs> so me is, I've never even thought before I moved here that I would ever like America, number one. So, you know, we are rebranding and restructuring and we are actually knowing that we can be a global company, you know, because it, it didn't start off like that. I didn't even start off thinking I could be an entrepreneur, but literally the dream is now big for me that I can literally be in Nigeria, be in London and be in America. And what am I doing? I'm investing in myself, you know, because I cannot say all these things about purpose-driven life and, you know, and not also invest in myself. So I'm taking a chance on myself with this new ne next level and I'm building and I'm learning. I'm going back to school and I'm not saying going back to school literally like I'm, there's a physical school, but, you know, I'm taking it as if we're starting all over again because it's a different market. So I'm, it's not, 
all systems go. It's not what I knew in Nigeria. It's a different terrain, right? So I'm learning and I'm putting my ears on the ground and I'm asking people and I'm speaking a lot with people. And I, I'll even speak with you, you know, when the time is right. Of course, it's been hard juggling the new baby and everything. But, you know, we are in the pub. We're, we're moving into a new market and that's my next level. I love it. I love that you're consciously like learning and, and getting the skills for what is next. That's amazing. Congrats. That's amazing. So where we can find you online and connect with you to learn more. Thank you. My Instagram is at the Elizabeth underscore. A lot of my other social media handles are the same TikTok, um, Twitter. Um, and of course I'm on LinkedIn. Um, LinkedIn, I love LinkedIn. I'm trying to optimize it and be better on there, but I just, I, I really like what I see on LinkedIn. Um, so LinkedIn is Liz Osho, O-S-H-O. Um, and typically when you go, for instance, to my Instagram at the Elizabeth underscore, you can just click the link tree and it shows you where else to connect with me anyway. Awesome. Liz, it's been my absolute delight and pleasure for us to have this conversation because I know with mommy life, it's been difficult and, and busy. So we'll talk after this, but I want to thank you for joining us. Now, if you've enjoyed what you've just listened to, go ahead and subscribe on the platform and leave your review. I'd like to hear from you. If you have any questions about today's show, please head over to Radical Clarity Podcast page and leave your comments and I'll follow up with you. I want to thank you, listener, for your time. I appreciate you making the decision to listen today. Until next time, I invite you to get Radical Clarity on your purpose and step fully into the next best version of yourself. I'm Yesenia Shorters. And for now, I'm leaving you with love, blessings, and a boatload of productivity dust. Take care. Well, if you've enjoyed what you've just listened to, go ahead and subscribe on the platform and leave your review. I'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions about today's show, head over to Radical Clarity Podcast page and leave your comments and I'll follow up with you. Thank you for your time. I really do appreciate you making the decision to listen today. So until next time, I really would love to invite you to get radically clear on your purpose so that you can step fully into the next best version of yourself. I'm Yesenia Shorters and for now, I'm leaving you with love, blessings and a boatload of productivity desks. Peace.